Um, Would you join me in prayer? God, you are good. God, we thank you for this day that you've given us. Lord, we just thank you for your presence already in this place. God, may we continue our worship for you through your word. God, may it be either because of me or in spite of me that your word be heard this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, I got to say, um, from, from Jeremy's hype up of, of all of the weight that I can lift, which uh, you got to know that's been a while. So I know I don't look it. Don't laugh at that because that's bad. I, I, it's been a while since I've lifted that weight, that much weight. Um, so that was like almost a, a former life. But at one point I could do that. Uh, but then also, I got to say, the, the praise man this morning, you know, I was in the back and I, I, was, I was reminded of, I don't know if you've seen the skit, the, the Tim Hawkins of the, the different progressions of, of, of worship, you know, where you're kind of doing this. And then you start flapping your hands a little bit. And then all of a sudden your hands come out of your pockets because you're just like so full of the Holy Spirit, you got to can't help but do it. I tell you what, these guys up here did such a phenomenal job this morning that from, from, from every single song, I just couldn't help but get excited. And, and obviously the, the first song is going to feed into the message that I'm going to share with you this morning. But the second one, I mean, that, that's, that has become like a youth group song when it says, I ran out of the grave. I was expecting, some of you did it. I saw you because I'm in the back. Some of you did not. You jump around when it's like I came out of the grave because it's so joyful. Because that, that is what we stake our Christianity on is that not only did he die, but he rose again three days later. If you can't get excited about that, if you can't get excited about what Christ has done for you and what Christ is going to do through you, we need to have a talk. And hopefully, we'll get through that today. And so as, as Connor spoke this morning uh, from Psalm 118, and I love that he went back to verse 22 because that is such an important thing that we know what Christ has done for us. And I thought that was great too that um, Macy shared that too from Psalm 118, that, that Christ is our cornerstone. <clears throat> that because of him, because of what he has done, because he came to earth and now he is the epitome, he is, he is who we base this whole thing on. We are here because of him. And so as we look at, at Psalm 118, I'm going to hit on 24 just a little bit harder. I want you to get, there's one word that really I, w- I want to overemphasize. And so this, the, the, the verse is, this is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. The, the word that I want to get on is this. This, today, today, this day that we have been given today is, is the day that he has given us. So then the back half is, is, is our response. I will rejoice, I will be glad in it. Too many times we look at a day and we're like, well, that's just another day. Or that's just another, I'm just gonna, you know, not take everything for what this 24 hours is worth. And so the, the message of today is to win the day, but it's also keep me in the moment. And so what I want to share with you today is that the keep me in the moment is actually from um, a song. It's by Jeremy Camp. And for, for a guy who, eh, let's just say, is not super musically inclined, the fact that music speaks to me so much. And, and it's, it's usually done, like, if I hear a song, I'm like, oh, that was nice. But then the more I hear it and the more I look at the, or listen to the words and so on and so forth, <coughs> excuse me, the more, the more God continues to speak through this. And so... Um, as Jeremy said, I, I serve as a chaplain for six different teams and one of them is a football team. And so I was preparing a, a sermon series or a chaplain series 
for this fall. And this is what, it's actually from a book by, by Mark Batterson. It's called Win the Day. And so what I'm, what I'm going to do today is take some, extrapolate some of the things from that book. And we're going to go over them and say, okay, this is how God has called us to win the day. But back to keep me in the moment. This is the, the chorus. And this was one that as I was going, as I was planning for my, my series, this song continued to, get my, to be played on the radio and be played everywhere else I go. And so I'm like, okay, let me, let me look at the words. And man, it hit me right in between the eyes. Here's the chorus. It says, oh Lord, keep me in the moment. Help me live with my eyes wide open because I don't want to miss what you have for me. Oh Lord, show me what matters. Throw away what I'm chasing after because I don't want to miss what you have for me. Keep me in the moment. You know, that's something that, again, it, it was something that God said, okay, I'm going I'm to show you what I want you to do here and I'm going to do it through music. And then I'm also going to show other people uh, throughout your life, this is the significance of every single day. There's a phrase in, in my life, or there's a phrase that is no longer in my vernacular and in my vocabulary because I just, I don't like it anymore for me. You might say it and that's fine, but it's, I can't wait. I don't say that anymore because, you know, we say, I can't wait for this. I can't wait for that. And it's clear over there and we're not living right here. And the other thing is this, from here to that thing that we can't wait, there's so much thing, so much living that we could do that we are robbing every single day, every single minute of that day that we're looking forward to something else. And so from this point to that point, there's so many things that we're missing. And so for me, I don't use the term, I can't wait. On Wednesday night of this week, I spoke at a baccalaureate service for graduating seniors. And I challenged him, I said, I bet when you became freshmen, actually when you were probably eighth graders, just like the conference today, they're like, man, I can't wait to get to high school. When they were freshmen, I can't wait to get sophomore because then I'm no longer the run of the litter. And then as they're sophomores, I can't wait to be an upperclassman and be a junior. And it's like, I can't wait to be the, 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 the bait and big dog on campus. And then when they get to be a senior, they're like, I can't wait to graduate. Before you know it, you look back and four years are gone. They're not living in the moment. Granted, there are some moments that are rougher than others. And so many people, when they say, man, I had a bad day, you didn't have a bad day. You had a bad five minutes. It just happened to, it just happened to bleed over and everything else. And so over the last two plus years since 2020 um, came into our lives with COVID and everything else, we've all had all these days to where it's like, mm, I don't know if it's going to be a good day. I challenged myself to go over Psalm 118.24 daily. I am not a, I'm not a believer in the, in the phrase also, fake it until you make it. Don't like that. Face it until you make it. Because if you continue to pursue, if you continue to persevere through all these things, guess what? God is going to bless you in some way. As long as you do what he has called you to do, you don't have to fake a thing. You just continue to face it. So Psalm 118.24, this is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. It has resonated in my mind for two plus years now. And I will tell you, there are some days where I said it with a smile on my face. There are some times where I said, this is the day the Lord has made. And it was rough to say it. But I said it nonetheless, because I hope I didn't break this. But it was one of those things where I said, you know what? God's put it in my heart for a reason. And I'm like Peter in the Bible. Peter's like one of my favorite characters in the Bible. He's the one that actually walked on the water with Jesus. He said, all right, you chum stay in here. I'm going to walk on this water. He's not one that dips his toe into the water. He like does a cannonball. I'm like, yes, all in. And so Peter, um, I, I look at this and I think, okay, you know, if I'm going to do this, it's every single day is going to be, this is the day the Lord has made. 
There are days where I've got to say like eight times before seven o'clock because between the hours of six and seven, I've got to wake up my children. Lord, help me. There are days. And then between seven and 7.30, there are other days where I really grip my teeth. Sometimes I wake my children up by singing, this is the day the Lord has made. They probably go back to sleep. It's a really good song. There's other thing. There's power in 24 hours. All throughout scripture, we get this, that there's a power in 24 hours. As a, as a former athlete and a former coach, I had the 24-hour rule. Whether you win, whether you lose, you had 24 hours either to, to bask in the glory of the victory or to rest in the sorrow. But then once 24 hours up, that's over and we're moving on to the next thing. The same thing is true throughout scripture. In, in Exodus chapter 16, the Israelites received manna for one day. It wasn't good for anything after that, so one day. In Lamentations 3, it says God's mercies are new every morning, every single morning, brand new. In Ephesians chapter four, it says that our anger should not go past the sundown one day. And then as um, Kelly mentioned this from Luke chapter four, we take up our cross daily, take up our cross daily and, and pursue after God. And then Psalm 118, 24, that this is the day the Lord has made. As um, a not so famous theologian, but a, an actor nonetheless, Ted Lasso, he says, yesterday is history, tomorrow's a mystery, today's a, pres uh, today's a gift. That's why they call it the present. If we think about it that way, today's a gift that God has given us. So how are we going to choose to open that present? Throughout this, um, the, the winning the day, there, there's seven different strategies that, that's in the book. And one of them is, um, is kiss the wave. And I, I want to share what that means because I see a lot of, of, of faces like, this guy's crazy. I assure you, I'm only partially crazy. But I had a friend who's, who's uh, suffered from migraines and, and, and other ailments for, for a number of years. And, you know, you ask him and you're like, okay, what, how do you get through this? How do you continue to have good days when you are literally suffering 24 hours a day? When you have all of these things that are going against you, that it's, it's like, man, what, how do you do it? And he said, I learned to kiss the wave. I'm like, well, you're gonna have to explain that to me because I don't wanna go out in the ocean and kiss anything. And he said, well, it's a Charles Spurgeon quote. And he says, by learning to kiss the wave, that throws me against the rock of ages. The rock of ages being God. You see, we have all of these things in life, all these, these storms and these waves, but the thing is, it throws us up against something at some point. And so if we're riding the waves and we have all these storms and all these, these tidal waves, if it throws us against the rock of ages, you know what? That's probably our last resort. But we're thrown up against it and that's where we want to be. Because in all the bad things, God is there. and all the good things, God is there. And as we're running through the, the, the waves, you know, it, it doesn't mean that we're not going to get seasick or we're not going to have struggles. But in Mark chapter 9, Jesus told the waves to calm down. He told the, the wind to stop. That's another awesome thing that we have when we serve God. Is that in the midst of the storm, in the midst of all of these things, he still has the power to do that. But the more we're involved in all of these things, we get thrown against that rock. We have nothing to turn to other than the rock of ages. The thing that, that to teach me throughout this is another, um, another quote to where things that happen not to me, but they happen for me. If we have that kind of a mindset, we're like, what, in this, what is this situation teaching me? What is it, what's happening for me? Why is it not happening to me? And sometimes we get the prayer that we're prayed. Sometimes we get a prayer that's different, but it's answered in the same, same vein. I was just listening to a story the other day about a, a gentleman that was about 40 years old. 
He was diagnosed with, with cancer. I can't remember what kind it was exactly, but he had 18 months to live. That was his diagnosis. And so as his, his, uh, he and his wife were going to this hospital that was going to have all the great treatments, he just got a sense of, of dread, of just like, uh, you know, I'm not, this, this, is, this is bad. And what he had realized was this is probably the place where he's going to die. So he looks up at this big building and there's a, a, a window and he's like, that very well might be the room that I die in. And as he was looking up, he closed his eyes and he prayed, God, he said, please take this away. Please heal me. Why is this happening to me? I have two kids. I have a wife. I have so much more to live for. And then as he finished his prayer, he looked down and he said he saw the most beautiful blue eyes in his life. Blue eyed, uh, blue eyed, blonde haired girl, nine years old. And he immediately was overcome. And then he, he prayed another prayer and he said, God, don't heal, don't heal me, heal her. She's got so much more to live for. She's got so much more living to do. You see, it healed him in such a way that he didn't expect, but it healed his heart. So it's not what's happening to me, it's what's happening for me. How can we approach each day, each way that way? The other thing, um, there's the, the serenity prayer is something that we've all heard or maybe we've prayed it, maybe we pray it every single day. The thing about it is, the, a lot of times when we pray the serenity prayer, it's only the first and third of it. And so there's more of it that really grabbed my attention and I wanna share, share it with you today. So this is a serenity prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Living one day at a time, enjoying one moment at a time, accepting hardships as a pathway to peace, taking as Jesus did this sinful world as it is, not as I would have it, trusting that you will make all things right if I surrender to your, surrender to your will, so that I may, reason, so I may be reasonably happy in this life and supremely happy forever in the life you give me, amen. So the thing we have in that is that that first part where it's like, give me the, the, the serenity to change the things I can and, and wisdom of the things I can't. But then that very next point, that's one that got me. It said living one day at a time, one moment at a time. And that's what stuck with me so much is because every single day, this is a great day to celebrate. We have Mother's Day, we have confirmation. Oh my goodness, we got a new life in Christ. That's a reason to celebrate all on its own. But it's not just because of those three things, but because God's given us breath today. God has given us today, will we rejoice? Will we be glad in it? That's our choice. That is how we have that. And it's this, that it's not what you can do for God, it's what God can do for you or what God has done for you. And it leads me to one of my favorite Greek words of all time, and it's tetelestai. That is what Christ said as he was on the cross. He said, it is finished. He has completed what God has called him to do here on this earth and he has so much more for us as we go, as I said, with that life eternal. So it's not what we can do for him, it's what he's done for us on Calvary's cross. So there's one way, another method that we're gonna look at is um, it's called eat the frog. No, I'm not gonna make anybody eat the frog. If you remember last time I was here, I drank something, I almost made myself sick. Not gonna go there. Eat the frog is a Mark Twain quote or it's from a Mark Twain quote. It says, if you eat the frog in the morning, the rest of the day is a piece of cake. Tell you what, if I eat the frog in the morning, there ain't nothing I'm gonna eat the rest of the day. I'm not eating a piece of cake. I'm not eating cookies, whatever. Kelly can have those for herself. But he said, do hard things in the morning. Do it right away. For the last few months, for some reason or another, 
since I, I guess it's because I turned 40 in, in, in January, I have been taking an ice cold shower every single morning. I've only missed one morning. Now you might be thinking, well, that's easy. You don't get, you'll get used to it. Nope, I'm here to tell you, you do not get used to that. Whether it be, I wake up at 5.15 in the morning, that's one of the first things I do. If you want to wake up in the morning, take a cold shower, take your coffee with you. But I tell you what, that cold shower is going to wake up a whole lot better than cold co- or hot coffee will. But it's something that I know if I do that, number one, it is going to wake me up. And number two, it's going to be something, you know what, I already did something hard today. And it doesn't matter how long I'm in there. Some days are longer than others. Some days I need longer than others. But I get that cold shower and then I go about my day. And the next thing that I do at 6 a.m., I've got a, a Zoom Bible study that I get to have with, with 12 other gentlemen throughout, really throughout the country. And so it wakes me up with that. And then I get my mind right. We're going to get to that here in just a minute. But it's, it's something that, that gets me going in the morning. The other thing, there's a, a gentleman that I, <coughs> excuse me, that I um, uh, listen to a podcast and he's that performance coach. He wakes up at 2.34 every single morning. I don't know what he performs, but uh, 2.34 every single morning, most of us are like, forget that. The reason he wakes up at 2.34 in the morning is because he's got all these things that he wants to do before his kids wake up in the morning. He wants to make sure he can get his, his word of the Bible, and then he wants to get his workout in, and he's got some other business he's going to do, because when he wakes his kids up at 6.30 in the morning, man, if I woke up my kids at 6.30 in the morning, I'd face all kinds of wrath. But when he wakes him up in the morning, that's he's present there. And he says, this is, what, this is what works for me. And he's figured that out. The other thing, there's a, a gentleman by the name of Admiral William H. McRaven. He gave one of the, the most famous speeches at, uh, I think it was the University of Texas. And um, I, I can't remember if the title was Taking on the World or whatever. But he told the graduates, he said, if you want to change the world, start by making your bed every morning. As simple as that, you, so, you do something so simple. And so, you do something hard and then you do something that, that's productive. And for the longest time, oh, a couple years, I guess, I, well, so for now, since January, I've been doing a cold shower. For the last couple years, I've tried to make my bed. Sometimes my wife's in it, sometimes she's awake. Either way, it gets done. So we have something that's hard in the morning and then we've accomplished something in the morning. So at that point right there, you can already say, I've already gained two things. So you habit stack that and you're like, oh yeah, I can win this day today. I can stay in the moment. I can do the things God has called me to do. The last thing I want to share with you is um, there's a gentleman that, again, I, I, is a podcaster that I listen to. He's a um, performance coach in, in San Diego, California. And every year he comes up with, not a New Year's resolution, but he comes up with a word. And he uses it as an acronym because every single letter is going to be either a, a word or a phrase. And I totally stole it from him, but I changed it and I put my own little thing on it. The, the word for this year for me has been energy. Not because I want to come up here and do cartwheels and toe touches and whatever else, but because I want to have an energy that's effective. I want to have an energy that people come around and they see, okay, this is good. What is it that he has? Because I want to have it too. I want to be a Peter. I want to be the one that's like, man, this guy's just a little bit crazy, but I like what he's doing. Let's see what's up. And so energy, and so every single letter has something. The, the first E is enthusiasm. And it's not a fake enthusiasm. It's enthusiasm that I have every single morning. Like I said, I repeat Psalm 118, 24 every single day. Every single morning I say, this is the day the Lord has made. Sometimes it's enough to where I've got to repeat it myself over and over again. But I tell you what, I get enthusiastic the more I say it. And the other thing is this, if you're contagious with it, if you've got uh, contagious enthusiasm, you have now encountered contagiasm. Look that word up. 
But when I get contagiasm, I mean, it's just people can see it and they're like, oh man, that's awesome. What is it? I want to get more of what he's doing. And so the enthusiasm that I have and people get to see it. The end, this goes a lot to what Pastor Jeremy has been preaching the last few weeks. It is no. To protect my energy, to protect my peace, I've got to say no to a few things. I'm still learning that. Otherwise, I would not be here this morning. I really enjoy this, though, actually, so I just wasn't saying no to that. But it's saying no to certain things that take me away from family. Some things that take me away from my job, something that takes me away from whatever it is. I've got to learn to say no. Because those are the things, and, and resting. Again, this is what Jeremy's been talking about the last few weeks, is you've got to rest. Because energy is fake energy when you have no, nothing to put out. I love this quote. I heard this. And he said, it's um, when the overflow is greater than the inflow, it's hard to serve from the overflow. I'm going to repeat that because I may have just screwed it up. When the outflow is greater than the inflow, it's hard to serve from the overflow. So the more that I get in, the more I can serve because it's coming out of me. From the mouth is the overflow of the heart. The second E is encourage. Man, I love being around people. I love giving, giving guys attaboys. Like, you're doing a great job, keep going. Are there times where I'm not very encouraging? Probably. But the way that I get this, I get encouragement from others and it gives me energy. I think if we all can do that, if we all can say, you know what, if we encourage somebody else, your energy will go so exponentially higher. There's sometimes to where I do not want to be some places. I do not want to be with a, with a group or I don't want to be with an individual. But when I'm done, the encouragement is through the roof because God was there. That other person encouraged me in such a way. The R is for real time. Every three years, the FCA staff get together and, and they call it real time, but it's really, it's a gathering of all of us um, that are on staff and their spouses. That's one of the reasons, but the other one is the real time. I got to have real quality time with God first and foremost, my family, and then everything else goes from there. In Matthew chapter 6, 6 33, it says, seek first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added unto you. If we seek first his kingdom and all these things, everything else, it might not go into our plan, but it's God's plan. The G totally stole this from this guy. It says, get your mind right. Every day I got to get my mind right. And that's what that Bible study is every single morning. Do that. I've heard this, that leaders are readers. I really am not good at that. But the more that I challenge my mind, the more that I, I read things, the more that I have challenging conversation, I feel my mind Expand. I, I feel it getting so much deeper. And that's how to get your mind right. The last one, the why, is Yahweh, to continue to seek him in all that I do. And so with this, a few snippets of winning the day today. A few things in which you keep yourself in the moment. And so the challenge that I have for you today, there, there's um, a couple of psychologists that, that um, had this, this study and they said that on average in a, in a group of people, about 47% are not emotionally or mentally present to where they are. So for, if that's you, then okay. You other 53%, I appreciate you listening. That was good. Uh, you guys can have cookies. 47% just heard cookies. And so tough luck. But be in the moment. God's got you where you are for such a time as this. God's got you in this moment. This is the day that he's given for us. And that's a challenge that I have every single day. That's a challenge that I have for you today is that are we living this day to its max? Are we doing the things that he's called us to do? With that, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much 
for this day that you've given us. Lord, as the challenge is to rejoice and be glad in everything that you've given us, God, we just thank you for the opportunity to do so. Lord, we rejoice with mothers today. We rejoice with confirmants today. We rejoice with Cohen and his decision to follow you forever. Lord, there are, there are so many reasons to celebrate those three in particular, but God, every single day we have a reason to celebrate. Every single day that we have breath, every single day that you allow us to live is a day to rejoice and be glad in it. God, we thank you so much for today. May we continue to uh, show others your love. Lord, we love you and we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen.